Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano West Ham United We celebrate our victories Stick together in defeat. I'm proud of our history. West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. And my name is George. I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, George. It is season five, and it is episode 29. 29. 29. And John's here. John's actually in the studio. Hello. Back from his various slavograms. How was your slavograms? Times two. Hard work, mate, yeah. It is. You know, when I did Sam uh, Allardyceograms. No, people don't realise what hard work it can be. Yeah, it takes a lot Imitating out of a West Ham manager. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Sure. At least sure. you're a bit more popular than Sam was. You get a lot more bookings. Well, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we we did our outside broadcast from Man United last week. Oh, we did. Um, which was a bit of a miserable affair, it turned out to be. Uh, but, Sean, you wanted to just cover it quickly at the beginning of this podcast. Something I'm not particularly agreeing with. Yeah, but... but I think, you know, we usually do it. We can't be a fair weather podcast and just say we're only going to cover games when we win. Well, we could do. Well, we could. But I think, you know, let's look <laughs> back. Do we, want, we? we can do what we want. The emotions have now gone of it. We've just got to, uh, let's just quickly cover it with the stats on, you know, we can't blame anyone else but ourselves. We didn't turn up and every player has got to take their fair share of fair responsibility. Share of and I think Billich has got to take his... I thought you were going to take some of the blame, Sean. Well, I'm, I'm happy to, if that makes <laughs> you feel happy. But, you know, Billich made a mistake. He made two fundamental mistakes. The first one was starting with uh, Antonio on the right uh, right uh, back. And the other one was starting with Valencia. See, I don't agree with that. <coughs> Good. Well, that's, what, that's why we're here. I don't think starting with Antonio at right back is a mistake. I think he's done... Well, as anyone could expect against some of the plays he's been up against, like Martial and people like that. he's not a right back. Martial ruined him the last time. He didn't ruin him. So why would you say he ruined him? He destroyed him. He didn't ruin him. Well, he got the better of him. At Old Trafford, he got the better of him four or five times. I spoke to Nigel Kahn about it. Oh, well, that's all right. Who was there? Who was there? And he's more of a footballing man than I am. Most people 
Oh, well, right, I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. So <laughs> he's not a right back. So stop he's playing him right as a right back. back. He's not a right back. But to say it was a mistake. Tompkins I, was available. I would say more starting with Valencia. Tompkins played. I know he did, but you could have put, I don't know, Reese Oxford. Well, I don't know if think Collins was, was on the bench. Was he? Yeah. yeah. All right. So you put Ginge in the middle. I agree, I agree with Sean here. Whoa. Whoa. Steady there. I think. I, don't, I, I think Valencia was the wrong pick. Absolutely. So we are agreed on that, yeah. John. So you move Antonio into where Valencia was and you play Tom, Tompkins right back and you play Collins centre-back. Then it's job done. Job done. Well, I've I agree with, with you in the, in, the, in the fact that Antonio's been good at right back. He oh, hasn't yeah, done, he hasn't done anything wrong no. and, he's, and he's had some good games. I thought he was probably man of the match yesterday at Leicester, I thought. And... But I agree with you in, in the team selection on the night for that game. But do you know what? Let's be fair to Man United. They had one of the probably their best games of the season. No, the I don't want to be fair to Man well, United. We I think you have to. We they didn't they play it at all. Well. They turned Sean, up. Sean, it's not Man United podcast. We didn't play well for about 70 <laughs> minutes. We were pretty awful. And Rashford is, is a, gives them the pace that they've been lacking most of the season. Should your uh, and, and cable... Fellaini... You need to say that again if you want that picked up. <laughs> that was a lucky hit. <laughs> and Fellaini was probably the best game he's ever played in a Manchester United show. Anyway, he, I don't care about he, that. He dominated the midfield. Couldn't care I would less. say that, that the pl- where we were sitting in the way up, uh, we were right behind the angle of Rashford's finish. And I watched it curling. Yeah. It was a good it was goal. Good. But uh, we're out. Enough said we about that. Not Wembley. We, we we're not going good. to Wembley. We didn't do very well for... Until the last once, 10, 15 minutes. For once, we can't blame the refs. The refs can't blame anything, anyone yeah. else but ourselves. But did you just do the stats, just to show we did have more chance. So that said, that our offside goal was barely offside. It, you, it was it, offside, though. It was. His, his arm, wasn't it? It's a game of inches, right? And it was about an inch. Yeah, but those inches never run out way, do they? Well. Conspiracy. So. Conspiracy, more of that later. Uh, we had more shots on target and more shots than them, but they had more possession. We had 20 shots, nine on target, and they had le- half as many, 10 shots, four on target. So the stats said we should have done a lot better, but it wasn't our night. Bad day at the office, move on. Move on. But in, in the words... Right, let's move on then, Sean. Move well, on. I just want to... Yeah, let's uh, move on. You pulled it up Can again. I just go in our words? The last point can come from our glorious leader. Well, do we want to hear what you got to say? Yeah, he says something really profound. Okay, here he is. It was a huge, huge disappointment uh, because we, we wanted to go through. We wanted to to win the cup, to go to Wembley, to play semi-finals, and but uh, we didn't do it. Uh, and uh, of course, it's uh, we are disappointed, and the players are. But we are in a great position in the league. Uh, we have everything to play for. We have six games. We are totally motivated, and uh, it starts starts uh, against Leicester now. We want to finish high. It is few weeks of our life, and we we have to do everything we can. There you go. That is what our glorious leader had to say, Sean. Yeah. Inspirational. Uh, moving on to what did you think? Ins- inspirational. Yeah, I said it before. Right. You slightly less sore subject, but only slightly less. Uh, we move on to the Leicester game from yesterday. When's the last time we won, George? Oh, it's a while ago. Can you remember what a win felt like? It Palace. Was Everton away. Was it? No, Palace drew, didn't we? Everton away. Everton yeah. away, you're right. I and mean, that was a good win and that felt good. Yeah, it did. 
but we haven't won since Everton away. But then that said, um, Palace at home was the last time that uh, Dimitri Payet turned up, wasn't it? Yeah, but we've been robbed by like the whole of the FA, the men in black. Yeah, but all those people that continue to sing the Payet song, no matter who he wins. Yeah, I know. When he ties his laces up. Yeah, but you can't not. What are you saying? You, you can't, can't sing, sing his name because he's not performing. Continuously sing it. Unbelievable, John. You That's like booing your players. It's not like booing your players. You've it's got to keep the man on they his should toes. Have, because of his goal, they should have um, sung the Alan Chris, Aaron Cresswell song. But they like shouldn't. Not, not, it's not King. That's, oh. uh, you've got to keep the man on his toes. Keep the man on his toes. Or you can look at it the other way. Inspire him to greatness. Mm. Mm. Make him feel like a hero, a legend. That's my yeah. opinion anyway. Uh, Leicester City, we drew two all. Mm. Lots to talk about in this game. Yeah. I think the majority of this podcast will probably be taken up by talking about the incidents. Yeah. So let's do it in uh, incident order. We nearly scored in the first few minutes, didn't we? We did. We did, yeah. Uh, we had a good, good save, it turns out to be. Kasper Schmeichel pushed the ball onto the post. just onto the post and it rolled along the line onto the other post. Yeah. One of those. Game of inches, Sean. Game of inches. Uh, and then Jamie Vardy got booked. First booking, harsh or not? Well, looking at it in isolation, yes. probably yes. But the point that I've been making and I saw that you made to Gary Lineker, the man himself. <laughs> <laughs> was you love it when I tweet Gary. <laughs> <didn't you? laughs> was that um, uh, he was booked for the persistent fouling and not that challenge in isolation. Well, right. And I think the Simpson. referee, the referee said, spoke to him and said, if you if you foul again, you're booked. Danny Simpson. Within the first minute, went straight through the back of Pyatt. They'd obviously came out with a plan just to get on, get on everyone quick and fast, and they went through our team like that three or four times before the booking, and it was for persistent fouling, not just a Vardy who did one earlier, similar, but of the whole Leicester team. And I think the ref was just putting the marker down, right? Okay, that's enough now. Yellow card. Yeah. So yeah. in isolation, yes, it was a soft yellow but in the whole picture it wasn't a soft yellow and then throughout the first half uh, for set pieces and things Robert Hoof and Wes Morgan were having their arms all over our players well we yeah. all that one well, then, yeah, well, the first when one they scored their goal when they broke well, away for their goal the Hoof, first yeah. controversial Hoof decision pushed. right before we go to that was Obona arm headlock for Vardy that was the first. There was a penalty shout by Leicester. What what time of the game was when that? Was that? Well, that that was in the first half. Was it? Yeah. What well, time? Yeah. They've done a lot of replays of it, and you can see. Uh, no, that's in the second half. No, that's the second half of Hoof. Robert Hoof. No, 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 no. Before that, Abona was had a headlock. I'm reading it from. I did something on um, Clarence and Hugh earlier. You did something. Yeah. Oh, well, it was, must it was true, based then. on the panel by TeamTalk.com. <laughs> they do a. They look through he's in the corner. You're just saying that you copy and pasted it from Team Talk. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I put some commentary <laughs> around it, and it was the Leicester Why penalty appeal. That's called the first one was when Obana uh, put his arm headlock round Vardy, and it was waved away. No, I, no, I, I don't recall no that. No regulation of that whatsoever. But I did miss the first ten minutes. Wasn't but it? then my first incident that I recalled was when. Winston Reid was put on his ass by who? Yeah, well, that was the second one. So they say, by the way, the panel of um, referees say that was the incorrect decision and Leicester should have had a penalty 
for that one when they reviewed it. They've got five uh, on the panel. And they well, said I, I, I tend to agree with them because if that is the case and the referee gave it for one, he should yeah. give it for more. So, but so again, the reason we got a penalty was because of the consistent fouling in the box from set pieces. And again, Sky showed the replay of the two players being called over by the referee and he spoke to both of them and said, that if you do that again, I'm going to award a penalty. Yeah. And he did. Well, John was right because the second incident was pen West Ham's penalty appeal against Hoof against Winston Reid. Puts him on his ass, And then they break ass, away yeah. and score a goal. And the survey says, yeah, the penalty. panel says, penalty, yeah. So at that point, we both it's evened itself up. We've both had a penalty disallowed that should have been yeah, a penalty. Yeah, but then they break away. They then break away from and that score. incident and score. So it's not really even, is it? Yeah, so it's not really even. And and after that came Vardy's dive. Vardy's dive. Um, Definite dive. Vardy's dive was an obvious dive. It was a dive. I think a lot of people. The, the panel says those with Leicester glasses decision, on. Uh, Vardy has been charged by the FA. Do you know that? Yes. Not for diving. For his reaction. Do you know what he said to him? Reaction to be his uh, effing C. Yeah. Apparently, allegedly. Well, you can see it. I'm not a lip reader. No. no. So it probably, this is could affect Leicester's chances. Well, he'll there. probably get an extra one extra match one ban, match ban yeah. which means he'll miss the Man United game. So yes, it will affect Leicester's season. Definitely. Speaking dive. of Leicester, what time is it? Get the football on when it starts. Um, okay. So then the West Ham penalty. The West Ham. was a penalty. Well, no, no, well, that was one of, there was two or three incidents before the penalty was given. Yep. At, the, at that stage of corners being taken, that could have clearly been given. And again, Sky was highlighting everyone. I've just done it. I've just watched yeah. it all. Jamie Carragher's just sat there and said that the referee has been absolutely slated, and he had an excellent game and got every decision right, pretty much. Mm. Well, he's, he's, that's not what they said because they said the first penalty, which Andy Carroll took, was spot on. Well, I think the only penalty. decision he got wrong, to be fair, was the Andy Carroll penalty. Might be well, that's the not one, Jay, yeah, the Jamie one that was given just, against him. Yeah, but Jamie Carragher's just just showing a different angle of what the referee's running in, and you can see that oh, was it Schlup? Was it who was running down there? And Carroll's just come in and just barged him off the ball. So from that angle, but to be fair, it could have been a penalty. You and don't, you the don't, way Carroll took it, the way Carroll went in on him, it was unnecessary. Exactly. You don't give the referee the chance to. Yeah, you just don't get involved. You, why, why was he there? Leicester had yeah, another shout. I think you mentioned that, it earlier. When Hoof arm, was brought yeah. down by arm into Hoof, the panel of five referees for Team Talk say incorrect decision. Yeah, but it should have been a penalty. Yeah, but you see that, but then Hoof's fouling him before. Yeah. So they're well, basically they've looked at it every other. angle. They're referees. They've made the Whereas, decision. Whereas Morgan... So the, what, our first penalty given for the tackling and messing about in the box, what about the two incidents before that? Is there any mention of that in your little cut No, paste? no, no, there's not. And, and then the last one is the Leicester penalty against West Ham. And, of course, they say incorrect decision that they shouldn't have awarded a penalty against Andy Carroll at the end. I think, I it's, think, harsh. I think it's a very harsh penalty, but like I've just but said... But if you add up all those decisions... Don't give them a chance. Right? What do you think the outcome of those... Two all. Huh? Two all. It would have been three all, actually. Yeah, okay. if, if all penalties were converted, I know that's a big if, it would have been three all. What about the, ones the, the two before we got the penalty in the second half? Well, it wasn't on. It wasn't. It wasn't on there. Well, so it was cut and paste no. it. <laughs> there you go. You want to cut and paste a bit more carefully, mate. <laughs> but you know, it was a game. 
let's be honest, John Moss had an awful game. Uh, Not quite cool. no, Jamie said, Carragher. Can I just Carragher talk shit? Can oh, I just sorry. can I just say stop talking about the referees and let's applaud Aaron Cresswell for his yeah, one and his goal. magic hat. What a goal that what was! What a goal! Great goal! Good shout and all. Absolute banger! Brilliant! You know, and it was that it was at that point that our chairman and family had to go into hiding in the yeah. box. Well, when we were, I must admit, I was watching. Um, we. We've been into the West Ham Hotel, which we'll talk about later. We had a little sleepover, John. But we, we had a little farewell, farewell bowling sleepover. We did. Um, you went back home. I went to I went to Ali Pali, but that's another story for a little bit of sightseeing. <laughs> we did. As in Alexandra Palace? Yeah. Up by... Because that's really close to West Ham, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. We went all the way over Why? to <laughs> Arsenal. Why? I know. Girlfriend wanted to go there. We went. What was on? Anything on? Nothing. So you just went to look at the building? <laughs> there, was a, there was a cake uh, conference on. Well, <laughs> I, I, I left you, what, half ten? Yeah. Half ten, eleven, something yeah. like that. Anyway, we got back to Waterloo and went to the In time for kick-off. Bar. Yeah, just started, well, five minutes late for the um, for kick-off for the uh, sports bar and grill. And watched it with a lot of Arsenal fans in there, actually. Most people were cheering Leicester, of course, not West Ham, because there weren't any Spurs fans in there. But I don't know about you, I was getting messages from Spurs fans. First of all, saying, you're not trying hard enough, you're just trying to lose. Then when we scored, well done. Then when we won up, it was, I love you, I love West Ham. And then it was. I had a message from a Tottenham fan who was saying, come on, you hammers, every time we scored. Yeah. And then I had a message from another mate who had a treble on and us winning would have won him 300 quid from a 30 pound bet and then when we had the penalty given in the last kick of the game I just replied to both of them saying welcome to the world of wanting West Ham to win boys <laughs> <laughs> I, I said afterwards to try and play it down I said look I hope I hope uh, Leicester win by one point now just to ram home the point but someone said to me you don't want to do that. It's two points dropped. And both um, Liverpool and Southampton are on our shoulders. Yep. If we lose by two points of not qualifying for Europe's sixth place, we'll be gutted. We will. Because mm. we've come so far, we think... We were talking about top Champions four, League or no league for Champions me. League is out. <coughs> There's no way we can get Rubbish. fourth now. Rubbish. There's no way we can get fourth. Of course we can. Look, Man it's still City. Still mathematically possible. Look, well, look we at can. Man City. Look at Man City. They're Arsenal, like Man City, Aguero hat trick. They, they have picked themselves there, up from from their dip, and I don't believe Arsenal were going to drop that much to drop out the top four. So, yes, we can get probably above um, Man United. Although with Rashford playing, I think they're playing quite well again. He's a good player. He's not Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, but I'm just saying, we've not won a bloody game in I don't know how long. But you're just talking draw. about him like he wins games. He doesn't. Yeah, but we draw. We draw. We drew against Chelsea last We're minute. We're not going to finish in the top six by drawing the rest penalty. of our games, John. I'm sorry. We've, we've you're deluded and you talk bollocks if you think no, I'm that. not saying that I, want, I think we're going to finish fourth. I'm saying, you keep saying we haven't won, but we haven't won because of the referees. Yeah, we said we're not going to talk about the referees anymore. No, only on that bit. occasion because we've been talking about John Moss for the whole Leicester game when really we should be well, talking Blackbird. about Aaron Cresswell and his absolute wonder goal. Yeah. I I came away from watching that game yesterday 
with an extreme dislike for Leicester. Really? And uh, I, I before that I game, I did as well. I before that game, I wanted. I was one of those. Come on, plucky little Leicester, let them win the league. And I've come away thinking, you know what? I hope they don't bloody win it now. And I know that kind of means letting Tottenham win it. With their clapperboards. No. But, yeah, with their, their fabricated atmosphere that's supposedly as good as Boca Juniors, according to, what's his name, on Sky yesterday, the old commentator. And it's it just like, I just, everything about them, the, they're, at it, I don't know. It just and, and they had, and they upset, they threw some of those clapperboards at the chairman and the chairman's sons. That could have got nasty. One of those cardboard clapperboards could have caused a nasty paper cut, couldn't it? They've been escorted. They had to be escorted. 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 Sound like Sean. Escorted. Escorted. Speak. They had to be escorted (laughs) to their vehicles, didn't they, from the ground? The whole thing. The whole thing about them. Yeah. And of course, if Leicester win the league, we're going to have to watch Gary Lineker. Presenting his underpants, and which then is not a nice all the stuff about with them on it? on Twitter after all the Leicester fans. I tell you, I just I've come away from that game thinking that they're a, You're small, a Leic- Leicester hater, nasty, snidey little bunch. You of hate wankers. the foxes. I do. <laughs> sure. a bunch of Can you please introduce the next part? We haven't. What were the stats, by the way? Uh, the the stats were we had more possession, nineteen shots, four on target. They had six shots, two on target. Can I just tell you what their experts are? We should are. have more possession because we have more players for them than half the a game. Well, no, not just that, but actually they've played the whole season by having less possession most of their games. They're long ball less, don't they? The experts of the counter-attack, and they showed that. What you should have done is gone on longball.com where you used to get your long ball stats. I would like, I would like for someone from some television programme to just put a camera on Robert Hoof, have a Robert Hoof camera throughout the whole game. And watch, watch how dirty he is. He's got to be the dirtiest footballer in just the Premier League. Just before we move on to... And the snidiest, the snidiest Slavin. little... F- just before we move on to Slavin. It's 8 o'clock. Right. Um, it's not that easy, George. Andy Carroll... Is having a party. Is Could be in a bit of trouble Jamie because he Vardy's said some having things. A shower. Did you see what he retweeted? Yeah. But the key word is retweeted here. No, no, it doesn't matter. Of course it does. Because Babel... Ryan Babble um, retweeted something in 2011, which was a picture of Howard Webb in a Man United shirt. And he re- only retweeted it, and he got fined for that. See, I think that's harsh. Well, it means you endorse it. You've got 308,000 no, followers. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. All right, well, you're, you're... If I get abuse, I retweet it. If well, anyone gets but abuse... But in this context, Piers he, Morgan, was, he was Adrian Durham, asking the question, they retweet their abuse. does the referee Stan, take drugs? Stan Collymore retweets his racist abuse. doesn't mean he endorses it. Yeah, but that's different. Do you see Stan Collymore it? arguing with Lescott? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was just listening to him on TalkSport. And he um, he's, he said that give him a job at the club and if they if he doesn't if he doesn't things don't improve, he'll retire from broadcasting. I'll give yeah. him the job. <laughs> yeah, I would... <laughs> Right, let's 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 hear what the sure sure let's hear what the gaffer had to say. Slavin, firstly, congratulations because your side gave Leicester as many problems as any side has done for quite a long time. Yeah, it was a good game of football. I mean, all the players they done everything and they showed uh, determination. They showed the character. Also, they showed quality. So uh, we turned the game around. They scored the first goal, like we knew. 
man, we told our players yesterday, like every manager is telling their players where they are good at, at what they are good at, but they scored it, you know what I mean, because they, 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 they have that really good, it was lightning counter-attack from our corner, and then after that, uh, and in the second half, we caught much better with their counter-attacks, we were stopping them, not easy, but on time, the most of the times, and we were dangerous. We had the ball after the sending off. Of course, we totally dominated the game. We equalized, and then uh, we weren't happy with that. And then we searched for for a second goal for a win, and uh, we pushed the fullbacks even more up. I mean, Crystal scored a goal from the position of left winger or whatever. And then at that moment, to be fair, uh, I I I. Uh, I I thought that we'd done enough to win the game, and uh, maybe we could have uh, coped with those four minutes of at the time better in terms of in terms of keeping the ball, stretching them. But then they they took a risk, and they didn't care are they going to concede one more or not. And that then that moment come came that is uh, hard to explain. To be fair. Although I said it already a couple of times that it's, it's, it was it was extremely hard for the referee. I mean, there's no penalty at all, that, that thing, but it's hard for him because for 90 minutes, uh, not only here, everywhere is like handball, uh, every ball in a box, every contact in a box, shout handball or, uh, or the other side, cheat or uh, penalty or whatever. So it's... Very hard to be a ref. Mm. Very, very hard. Do you feel that he was influenced by the atmosphere, it's the occasion, the crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, okay. And now the people will say, will say like uh, he shouldn't be influenced. Okay, but that's easy to say. But uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is real life, and it's hard. It was hard for him. Mm. It is hard for all of them. And uh, we are gutted, but at the same time, I'm. I'm happy the way you played. I'm happy the way we came back. We didn't rush in and all that. We put them under pressure. We we scored beautiful second goal. And of course, if you are two one up, two one up, uh, that you are gutted when you concede a penalty like that in uh, at the end of the game. So, yeah. Does it feel like a defeat, really, because of those circumstances? No, it because it's not a defeat. You know, it doesn't feel like defeat, but. Uh, Am I happy? No, of course I'm not. Happy about if we talk about the performance, I'm happy about uh, about our team, how we bounce back from that defeat on Wednesday against Manu. But uh, but I'm not happy with the result. Of course, we we deserve more, definitely. You and Claudio seem to be having quite a lot of fun <laughs> through yeah, the game. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun, but still. Uh, Still, you talk, you know, when when you have those small moments, we talks and all that. So uh, I like it and I enjoy it. Yeah. There you go. That is what the gaffer had to say. What do you think, John? Yeah. I mean, you've got to start feeling sorry for the man, really. Well, I think he talks a lot of sense. But you know, he, he, he he's, I think he's doing all right considering the decisions that are going against him. He doesn't complain too much. To be fair, he kept a very calm head, didn't he, after the, the dr- drama? He, he, of he did say, though, it's one, you know, he's one that getting to the point where he, he just feels that everyone's against him. Yeah. But we could have done with Sacco, couldn't we? Yes, we could have. 
who believes that Sacco, the, the story put out by the club and Slaven Bilic, that he is got a little bit of an injury and he will be I out for exactly one week? I don't believe it. John? No, I don't believe it. Nor, Nor do I. Rumours flying around about um, walkouts and arguments. Do you think anyone believes it? Does the media believe it? Do the fans believe it? I don't, th- I don't, don't think the media particularly are interested in West Ham and the stories flying around at the minute. They're more interested in the Liverpool story and the Tottenham story and all the other teams. Oh well. well, let's hope that Sacco comes back and it's all forgotten and there's not a problem anymore because we really need Sacco in the running for our remaining games. I would like Sacco back in the team. A fit-firing Sacco is a very good attribute yeah. to have. <laughs> Talking of the players, <laughs> we... <laughs> we a bit of a link. We, as John and John and I went to um, <laughs> the bowling. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. For our personal bowling farewell to the bowling tour, we stayed at the uh, West Ham Hotel. Um, Saturday night as well. I got there at 2 o'clock which is check-in time because I wanted to make the absolute best of the time and I was in reception checking in who was there but Dimitri Payet who was there and Andy Carroll and Darren Randolph and Adrian just hanging around just as I was checking in they'd just been on the pitch shame we didn't get there early they'd been training on the pitch before the Leicester game and so I checked in John wasn't had arrived there so I went up to my room which is on the second floor in one of the boxes, room 259. Opposite's the 100 Club. Doors ajar. Who's there? The whole of the first team. Just having a little spot of like late breakfast or lunch or whatever it was. Brunch. And then, I s- so I spoke to the security guard there and I said, when are they leaving? He said, oh, we're about 20 to 3. So I decided then, like a little star-struck teenager... I decided to walk down the stairs to see off the boys as they went on their coach. Who did I bump into? But Reese Oxford on the stairs. 
And I went, hello, Reese. <laughs> and he said, hello. <laughs> I said, you off to Leicester then? <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> that was my conversation <laughs> with Reese Oxford. And as we got down there, um, all the players were coming out into the car park. And there was a little few um, supporters. And uh, James Tompkins came over. He was really nice. Sam Byram came over. He was really nice. So was James. Uh, I said James Tompkins, Mark Noble. Um, I went over to Andy Carroll, who was going into his Jeep. And I said, do you think we're going to win tomorrow, Andy? No reply. Do you think you'll play tomorrow? Start tomorrow, Andy. Blank me. Think you're gonna score tomorrow, Andy? Nothing. He signed a few photographs. Yeah, out of all the players, he was a miserable. I don't know if he's shy or what, but he just any question I asked, no answer. Everybody else was nice as pie. But the man of the hour was, and I put a video up. Um, and well, I put all the videos up. Super Slav. Super Slav was brilliant. Oh, did you nice. take some pictures and some videos, <laughs> yeah. Sean, and put them on Twitter? <laughs> and uh, Super Slav, I said, you're going to win tomorrow. I do hope so. And then he talks to this bloke. He goes, I'll put 50 quid on you winning tomorrow. I'm going to come and find you if, you if we don't win. And he's just, it was so good to see the rapport he had with the fans. He's just a breath of fresh air when it comes to Sam. So that's how we started our day out. Then John finally arrived. Finally. 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 Turns oh. up about five o'clock, just before the, the club store's about to shut. After I've done all my parental duties, Yeah, what did you buy, John, in the club shop? I bought a shirt. By the way, George wanted a shirt, but they wanted 70 quid for a Pyatt shirt with the patches on. Not 70 paying that. Pounds. Not paying that. That's, a, that's expensive, isn't it? Absolute joke. I bought an away shirt, which I'm wearing at the moment, that was half price, 25 quid. Probably wouldn't have admitted that, but yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with the away shirt? Why are you wearing the shirt? Well, because I've just been playing oh, squash. There you go. You should, you should have qualified it a little more. Yeah, maybe. yeah. And we, then we had... So if you haven't been, uh, we paid £114 each for a room. It's not the l most salubrious of hotels. It's a three-star, right? It smells a little bit of stale beer on the carpet. <laughs> it does. Didn't your room smell of stale oh, beer? I don't know, Sean. I didn't go in there smelling my carpet, you know. But the view is wonderful. I just stood there and looked out at the pitch for about half an hour and then we went out. Stoke yeah. City nil, Tottenham Hotspur 1. Um, there you go. So we went out. We went, went in the Players' Lounge. We had a little unofficial tour, didn't we, John? We had a little walk around in the 100 Club and the... Um, where else did we go? Went down to the um, Legends Lounge and there was a boxing ring. Yeah, set up. And a boxing promoter talked to us and invited us right under our rooms. Invited um, us for a, a night of boxing <laughs> at 50 quid a head. <laughs> yeah. We never did bring him back. If you aren't listening, Alan, sorry about that. If you're still holding, <laughs> holding the two ticket or four tickets <laughs> for us at 50 quid a head. Was that for the boxing at the ground? It was inside the, yeah, inside the conference room. And then we decided we went, we, went, um, we went to Stratford for the night, didn't we, John? And went to our new home. Not to the Olympic Stadium, but to the cas casino. Um, and then did came back. Did you go in the casino? Mm -hmm. We did. Mm -hmm. Aspers. It's a nice casino. Bit down market, I'd say. <laughs> just, just, just an observation, <laughs> right? You know, if you've been to the West End, <laughs> into Leicester you Square. You don't have to wear a suit. You, <laughs> you don't have to wear a suit. They, they do have pound tables there, let's just say. John did very well on Nothing wrong with a pound table. Do you think we have a bit of uh, after a West Ham game at the Olympics? I'm stadium? sure it's, it's inevitable, right? Pretty much so, isn't it? Yeah. To be fair, it's probably not a bad shout to go in there. 
What, just for a drink? It was uh, it was nearly six quid a pint. Was it? Mm. When you we got... You the drinks usually be the way in casinos, Yeah, you thought the it? drinks would be a bit cheaper in there, wouldn't you? But when we got back to the, the bowling ground, we got an Uber cab back from... Uh, Uber cab? That was quite cheap, wasn't it, the Uber cab? Well, Uber's cheap, never. It's about ten quid, by the way, from Stratford to the bowling ground. At like, it was half eleven at night, wasn't it? It was. Um, there were drunk people that had been in the boxing match singing We've Got Payette. Not drunk people at football ground. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Cheap Ubers, drunk people at football grounds. So, um, typical night out. In what's the going I, on? I, I went to bed at that point. It was about midnight. I went to bed, but yeah, John and been, his it's wife. It's been a long day, a tough, been a tough long, long, day. long day. John yeah. went in the players' lounge and uh, they you, you had an. Uh, do you want to talk to about fair, your unofficial tour? To be fair, they opened the bar for us. They did, yeah. Did they they? Well, Didn't well, you end up with the only people in the bar? Yeah, we did, but they. We said, can we get a beer? And they said, well, you have to go back up to the conference room. We said, well, we nothing to do with the boxing. Can't we get a drink in the bar? She said, yes, as a guest, hotel guest, you can. So they went open the bar for us. Was it the one that we had a drink? Or wait yeah, 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 it's in the players' you, lounce. You, then, you went, then went down a secret passage, didn't you? Didn't go down any secret passages, Sean. We just... You we went down the back passage. No, we, had, we we went through the wrong door and we ended up down Oh, the, you accidentally the, went through yeah, the wrong door ac- and ended up in the press room. We accidentally went past where they do the press conferences. Yeah, the and then the went tunnel, down the tunnel. And walked down to the, walked down <laughs> As the, you do. the tunnel yeah, to where the bag was. And that's just where we ended up. Yeah. And there was you and your missus in the tunnel at like two o'clock in the morning. Well, it wasn't that late. But, yeah. We accidentally, well, I don't know, I don't why know why how we that happened. I don't know why we went to bed because it was so noisy. The whole room was shaking with, with the bloody boxing underneath. That's all right. You could get a nice lane in the morning, couldn't you? Well, I would have got a nice lane. <laughs> so, it was, so I will say, right, to go to sleep. <laughs> I went to sleep with the curtains open. Did you? Yep. Got to go to sleep with the curtains <laughs> open. They've got all the lights lighting up the pitch and everything. And you wake up in the morning, the sun gets up like, sun and it comes right in, right doesn't in it? On your face. Six o'clock in the morning, and like it was a really sunny day. I spent, and I thought, oh, great. Just well, sitting it, there looking out. You know, we were kept up to past one o'clock with the boxing. Let's have a little lay in on a Sunday. Suddenly, we hear gospel singing. Hallelujah. Jesus is going to save us and all this. And it, <laughs> <laughs> it was over a PA. And it was so. La- I haven't got a problem with gospel or any kind of religious uh, thing. Uh, but not at nine o'clock in the morning underneath my hotel room. You're a bit miserable, weren't you? So we went for breakfast. We did. They run out of sausages, didn't you? They ran out of bacon. After, you'd had, after you've had your own share. But so no, you no. Say, no, you say that. You complain that they run out of bacon, but it was quite busy in there. And the, you told me that the guy in front of you had the last five rashes. <laughs> he did. He did. So I had no bacon. <laughs> so he had the last five so rashes. So I went of back bacon. for seconds. <laughs> and they have some bacon, but then they ran out of sausages. Mm. Only West Ham could have cooked breakfast and run out of sausages and bacon. Only West Ham. But they did Only have West Ham. They did have nice cross hammers. But we had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, it was. And we will recommend it. Is it cost us one hundred and fourteen pound, including breakfast? Apparently, the receptionist, and I complained and asked for a refund, of course, um, said they're shutting on the 5th of June. So if you want to book and spend a night asleep over at the bowling and score at the bowling. Did you score at the bowling? No, I didn't. Uh, um, you, uh, you can do it for an investment of £114. Score at the bowling. <laughs> you're incredible, you are. I bet you didn't score because your missus needed to go to bed early. Oh, well, she had a second win. That's probably too much information. Um, 
Or was no, it, it was a good a, laugh. Was it just a ruse to get you back into the room, mate? It might have been. Um, but I did I did get to, when you left early, I had a little, I went round the, the ground, the outside of the ground, and had a little nose around and had my, you know where that Betway team thing is? And did you take some pictures of that? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> did you put Your on mate Andy Thompson, who's the Man United fan, <laughs> when I went, oh, right, this is my last picture. <laughs> went, oh, really, Sean? I kn- didn't know you <laughs> <laughs> the for the last 24 no, hours. No, he commented on my comment <laughs> to he? you. I gave it to you and said, will you stop putting all these pictures up everywhere? It's all right, so I put about 100 videos and pictures up on our trip to the bowling. Uh, so if you don't know what it's like... Um, Just visit Sean's Twitter page. Well, also Clarence Hugh, because I put a, a blog about it on Clarence Hugh saying, my sleepover at the bowling. It was an enjoyable... It was an enjoyable experience. And if you I haven't done it, there's time's running out. It's more enjoyable for obviously... You have to be a West Ham fan, otherwise you're going to think it's a shithole. And you've got to have a very sort of amiable <laughs> girlfriend or wife yeah, who puts yeah. up with it. Flexible as well. <laughs> oh, you um, the OS agreement is published, but what does it all mean? Tell us in two minutes, Sean. Yeah, Go. Well, uh, so basically, everything we knew already, we're paying two and a half million, right? We have to pay 100,000 mi- 100, extra if we win Champions League, if we win the FA Cup. If we qualify for um, Europa, we pay 55,000 extra if we win. Thousand. Um, we get ninth place right up to if we win the Premier League like Leicester this year, we have to pay another 775,000. So we'll pay, let's be honest, if we're top six, we'll pay around about £2.9 million a year in rent. That's the, the, the truth of it. However, the naming rights... We get a share of. They never sold, told us this before. The first four million pound goes to the owners, the LLDC and Newham. And anything above that, we get 50-50. So, the naming rights. I thought it was 70 30. No, that's the catering rights. I'll move on to that in a minute. You've so got 60 seconds. So, we we will have 50-50. So, if it's sold for 10 <laughs> million, boring, by the way, <laughs> if it's sold for 10 million, it means we get rent free. We don't have to pay any rent. Move on to the catering rights really quickly. 70-30 profit split. After the first £500,000 of profit. What I found today is Delaware North, that actually do the catering already for Wembley, made a £4 million loss on the Wembley contract. And they also lose from the Emirates, Charlton, QPR, etc. So it's likely they're not going to make any profit. So Charlton, get back in your box. It's nothing to talk about. It's a good deal for West Ham. It's a good deal for the country. It's Charlton, a good deal for the Pact. Leighton Orient. The there rest of the clubs and Andy Goldstein. Get back in your box. Get back Andy in your box. And well done, David Gull, uh, David Sullivan, for going on talk sport and helping. I David I Goldstein came. He, he came across Andy. a bit. St- Andy. I, he, he came across a bit stupid, didn't he? I played a small well, part. David in Sullivan that. made him look stupid. I um, played a small part in that by getting Mr. Sullivan. No, on. you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. You did. No. Yeah, did. No. Yeah, did. No. didn't. No. Right, didn't then. <laughs> but he, he came across a bit stupid. He, he, he did. He was like, yeah, but why should I pay? He was like, hold on a minute. The, the taxpayers input into this stadium finishes once it's built and handed over to the operators. Let's, let's just be one clear. I know you've given me no more time, but just be clear on the taxpayer thing. N- the taxpayer doesn't pay anything more than it's paid already yeah. because well, said, it is self-sufficient. When, when the I owners will make a profit the and therefore no running costs. They the did ta- pay the 272 the million. The taxpayer's input to this whole thing finishes now when it yeah. gets handed over to the operators. Op- so it ended... When it was given, when to it's the handed input. over to the, when it's handed over to the stadium operators, 
for it to be used for West Ham and all right. the other and, things. And by the way, when That's you add up the all the rent over 99 years, including the index links and naming things, etc., it's well over a billion pounds that this brings And the in. deal we've done is almost identical to the one with Man City done. We're giving more money than Man City. Yeah. So shut up, Charlton. Shut up, Barry Hearn. Charlton, yeah, shut Charlton. up, Leighton Orient. Get back in your box and my question, do something else now. My question on this whole instead. thing now is... Is this going to be the end of it now, or is there going to be more things? Some of the, some no, of, the, some of the journalists... This is who, who the does, end, my friend. Who does the stuff and talk sport with Stan Collymore in the evenings, George? Saggers. He's an absolute knob as Mark well. That Saggers. Bloke. He started going on about West Ham were virtually a state-funded football club. Well, it's rubbish. And it, then this has been run past the European Union for state funding. They're, they're, before they did this deal, because it collapsed last time because this architect, Steve Lawrence, this time they ran it past the European Union. They run it past the best lawyers on the state aid they could, and they passed it. So it's the end of it, I'm afraid. Well done, Stephen Hunt. Right, It was a one-man crusade by Stephen Hunt, the Charlton uh, Supporters Trust. His own supporters don't even like him, by the way. They don't support. They go, what, what are you doing? Spend time on Charlton but and stop worrying about West Ham. I think I actually think that the LLDC had a valid argument. They had a valid argument because any other person who wants to do a commercial deal with them now, now. can see all their, basically, all their financial dealings yeah, well, out well, in public. That's it. Um, and I have put a Freedom of Information request in last week, by the way, to ask for the rental for every other event that's happened. Had been up to now. Yeah. Yeah, because... I have. Well, yeah. Because I can. And I've, and I've also asked what they're going to pay for the next events, like ACDC and everything else. I've put a Freedom of Information asking how much the new ACD um, concert's going to cost and how much the World Cup cost, how much rent they paid, and how much that uh, rugby league cost and how much athletics pay. I've put one in for everything. Because if it's good for the geese, it's good for the gander. It's time for this. Good for the goose. It's Facebook to the question time. It's where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast, at facebook.com forward slash podcast or on Twitter at podcast. I'm starting on Twitter today because last week... Uh, you missed it. Missed it. And someone well, we tweeted were on us, an outside broadcast. Someone tweeted us saying, another Facebook Twitter question time where you don't do Twitter. So Lewis, John Owen Charles says, as much as we can blame refs, the defending is costing us points too. We need James Collins back ASAP. Leicester were a disgrace yesterday. We do need Ginge back, and I would put Ginge back in. Do you know, there was a stat, uh, apparently, that um, we've, we've conceded a lot less goals when Ginger's started. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big difference, not just a small difference. Also, an interesting stat, West Ham have hit the woodwork 18 times this season, which is more than any other Premier League club. Did you know that? Bad finishing. Obviously. Close. Questions? Questions? Questions. Uh, I put on Facebook earlier, podcasting tonight, recording at 7.30, we'll be discussing the Leicester game and the what, looking ahead to the Watford game. After the controversy at King Power yesterday, what are your opinions? Can we still make top four? Do we have to keep an eye on Liverpool stealing Europe from us altogether? Paul Cole says, what is our highest, you, Sean. What is our highest points total in the Premier League ever? Does anyone know the answer to that? I don't know that. Well, um, we look it up or ask the... 
McLaren Hugh, uh, sorry, not McLaren Hugh, the former McLaren Hugh historian, the, the more, more than, than just, just a podcast, podcast historian. club historian, Nigel Kahn. Um, we will text him and ask him what was the highest point total ever in the Premier League. And we will put that on our Facebook group because we don't know. Uh, Paul Sanders says, given our recent run of bad luck with refereeing decisions and the fact we're bound to lose at some point in the league, should we be worried that Liverpool are right up our arse and seem in good form? Is there a danger of us slipping to 7th or 8th? Yeah. And would we think that it was a good season or a poor drop-off of form at the end? Great pod, by the way. Thanks, I, Paul. I, I was saying this earlier, and I'm, I'm really concerned that Liverpool or Southampton could nick sixth place from us. <coughs> it won't I'm matter. I'm concerned about Liverpool. Them. Well, uh, someone asked me this question earlier and I couldn't answer it and I'm going to ask you this question go on then Sean if Liverpool it's Facebook Twitter question time after all if Liverpool win the Europa League yes does another place open up no no because they we get another Champions League place and we lose a Europa League place right so that's answer I that think, one I think that's the way it works I think you're probably right so five teams could potentially be in the Champions League from England so Probably it only goes to sixth place. Yep, I think that's how it works. I think if Liverpool, if Liverpool win the Europa League, well, you sent me that link to that article, but that was wrong. It was wrong. The Daily Mail article was wrong. Well, I th- I think it's right. Well, it's wrong. Well, can you tell it? Do you see the official rules on the UEFA? So you're saying that we're going to have five teams in the Champions League? Potentially, yeah. If Liverpool win the Champions League and right, City right. qualify, or Arsenal, it looks like now qualify. Well, that means through the place qualification won't Champions rounds. League, though, won't it? No. I thought that someone... Top four and Europa League, I'm sure that's I was told if Liverpool win the um, Europa League and Man City won the Champions League but finished outside the top four, then the fourth place wouldn't get Champions League. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm just reading... Doesn't make very good. No more than five clubs can enter the UEFA Champions League from one national association. There you go. So that's why. So no. So five five clubs can be in the Champions League. Yeah, but if Man City finished fifth, yeah, they would get one place. Liverpool are no, not in the top four. Huh? Why would they get if they finish fifth? If, if they, they win won the Champions, the Champions League. League, this is what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. If they won the I'm Champions League and finished fifth, I'm still talking about if Liverpool win the Europa League. But I'm also saying. There is a chance that fourth... All right, it won't happen. Let's not talk about it because it's not... Paul Cole says the ref was really poor and yes, decisions went against us, but they also went for us. Reed's penalty was soft and Ogbonna could have given two or three away. All history now, though. We need to stop talking like victims and go and win a game. I agree. Always the victims. It's never our fault. Nigel Kahn, Monster's podcast historian, says every effing week the fans moan about the ref. Shit happens. It's part of football. The constant moaning about football's about officials by other fans is akin to Spurs fans constantly bleating on about how big a club they are. Facts are, if Carroll doesn't challenge the player, then he doesn't go down. You want to blame someone for Sunday's draw? Blame Andy Carroll. Season is over with the defeat to United in the club. Only the funeral to look forward to in May. Top four laughing faces, seventh, I reckon. You take Andy Carroll to uh, England? The Euros? No. No? no, I wouldn't. Gary Prince says, how did we go four years without a penalty away from home? Was our penalty on Sunday the first ever penalty p- given pers- for persistent fouling? 
Why didn't we get a penalty when Huth did the same thing earlier? Good question, Gary. I think we answered it earlier. Yeah, I think they even themselves up with uh, the incorrect decisions I disagree. In, on this occasion. I disagree. Kevin Lumsden says Leicester fans will also feel they're robbed of all three points. Fact is, the referee in this one was just shocking. If there is a conspiracy, he was nowhere near intelligent enough <laughs> to get on board <laughs> yeah, with it. true. A I point agree. was fair considering we weren't really good on the day. All in all, it's been a good season. Let's not get down about decisions and enjoy what we've seen from our boys. Some, someone said that game was too big for um, John Moss and they should have given it to a more competent referee. See, I, I, I agree mainly with what Jamie Carragher was saying. I think he's done all right. Alexander McFarlane says we scored six against Arsenal having three disallowed. You couldn't make that up. Yesterday's soft penalty decision, I'm not going to go into previous matches. When you sit and watch the games, and my friends and I do, you see what's going on for what it is. To think we have been unfairly treated is not exaggerating. Mm. It is true, yeah, we have been unfairly treated. But Palumi Ogunlanas says, how many times will we be unlucky to get not get three points, I think he means. Seems this season is ending like last season when we had a late season fade. Any chance we can see Alex Song on the pitch as a hammer again? Also, why doesn't Byram start instead of Antonio? Well, Song, you said Song's got the thing. I think Byram will start in the next game. Do you? If he's fit on Wednesday night, yeah. Well, I thought he was fit before. Well, he wasn't. I, I would he was actually cut tied for the United game. I thought Tompkins game. was a good right back. I'd put Tompkins in there. Yeah, and put and Ginge back uh, in. Ginge back in. Either way, uh, Ed Hawthorne says. Sorry, Ginge back in for whom? Reed. Reed, yeah. Yeah. Reeds are not the same player. Oh. Ed Hawthorn says, why was Andy even back there defending? This is what happens when a forward thinks he's a defender. He should never be defending unless it's a corner. So th that's a tricky one. Because you want your players chasing back, helping out in the last dying moments of the game. You just don't want them putting in clumsy challenges. Well, that's the problem when you're a horse. <laughs> such a shocking thing to say, Sean. It's just... What? He's a decent player, Andy Carroll. Yeah, but he's a big lump, isn't he? He's a big lump. Chris Ludlow says the last three games we've been from behind and come back to lead, only to concede an equaliser. The ref made some brave calls yesterday about time a ref clamped down on pulling at corners, but how could he pick that one out in particular as it happened at every set piece at both ends? The dive was a good call and rightly so. He let himself down by giving the last minute pen. I think it technically cost us the game but a draw was a fair result. Fourth position is beyond us now. A Europa spot is up for grabs. Yeah. Wish the club would sort out the Sacco and Song fiascos. Matt High says well, it's a Song's joke. Song's going. I mean, Song's, Song's gone. We can't play Song at the moment, by the way, because if we get to 10, we have to buy him. We don't want to buy him. He's got You've a year left. Huh? You've already said that earlier. Did I say that? Yeah. I thought I said that off, off uh, mic. No. All right. Okay. Did I'm Sorry. sure you did. There's an echo in here. Matt High says, it's a joke when the referees are getting more airtime than the 22 players on the pitch. I agree. The officials need help bringing the video replays to help them out. On a positive note, I think the players have handled themselves well amongst all the controversy and they have had a great season on the whole. Terry Bond says, every game we play and the ref ends up, ends up losing it and making wrong calls. Maybe not the FA Cup replay. Is it us? Well, yeah. John, John thinks it is. <laughs> We've had and 11 correct decisions. Last net but by no means least is Mike Hutchins. He says the last four games are bad of bad ref decisions have sealed our fate. How embarrassing and costly it would be to the Premier League to have West Ham and Leicester City in the Champions League next season. 
the club should be asking questions. Well, there's nothing we can do. When you sign up with the Premier League, you have to abide by it. You can't... Someone said, could we sue the FA for their match officials? No, you can't. Uh, we, there's nothing we can do. Can't. We've got to abide by the decisions. You know, we've been unlucky this season. So what? Next season, we might be lucky like Leicester. Predictions for Watford at home. Predictions for Watford, please, guys. I'd like to predict that Dimitri Payet will turn up and have a good game. 4-1. 2-0. John? 2-1. Go, you Irons. And, by the way, we are going to have a quick interview with French media, Le Quip, in the Black Line. So if you're around, they want to talk to some West Ham fans as well, just before the game. And if you know <laughs> where there's any Dimitri Payet graffiti, they're really keen to take pictures of it. But I couldn't think of anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so take your, bring your spray can. <laughs> no, don't do that. We don't condone that. Um, come on, you Irons. <laughs> <laughs> John's just panicking and just, just shouting. Come so on, are, they, are they coming specifically for Dimitri Payet? <laughs> yeah, they're coming. Shout out! <laughs> shout it out! They're, they're coming to do a feature on Dimitri Payet. Uh, yeah, um, Bruno is one of their correspondents, and he reached out to me, and he, he's not um, Bruno from uh, Ali G. No, <laughs> he wanted to actually film us doing the podcast tonight, but. Um, we, we couldn't arrange it, but he's going to meet us in the Black Lion. And if we can introduce him to some other West Ham fans, he wants to ask us what we think of Dimitri Payet, funny enough. It's all about him. Nice. Excellent. Well, thank you for listening to Waters Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I've been George. Sean has been. Sean? John has been. I've been a little bit tired tonight. And to I don't fair. think I've announced it, but my football team won the cup final. Whee. Hey. And we hope to bring a special Claret and Hugh interview uh, next week or the week after. So uh, watch out. We won't say who it is, but he was a famous stopper for West Ham. Watch out. <laughs> and it's not Ludo McClosco. Oh, come on. <laughs> on. <laughs> or, away. or Jimmy Walker. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to one of his podcasts. Or, or Shaka Hislop. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bobby Moore. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.